Let your truly beautiful life unfold before you. Listen to inspirational stories of empowerment and powerful transformations. Discover the world of energy work and spiritual healing. Learn to connect and unconditionally love your mind, body, and spirit. Come and allow your soul to bathe in the waters of wisdom and love. We speak to everyday people who live an extraordinary life. Shadow integration and eliminating shame as a precursor to becoming truly magnetic. Expand your mind by listening to my guests talk about how they gained access to success, happiness, joy, peace, and abundance. Connect with me, your host, Suli Trevino at Your Best Life Podcast, soulhealingshop.com. So welcome everyone to Your Best Life Podcast. This is your host, Suli Trevino. And on today's episode, I'm interviewing Lehigh Dominguez. Hi, Lehigh. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We've been uh, trying to get this um, interview recorded and it's been in the works for a while now. So I'm so excited to finally be doing it today and um, to to be able to connect and just really dive in deep with some really amazing, juicy questions. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, um, I'm Lehigh, uh, just like you said. I've uh, I've lived here in Utah for about the last 10 years. Um, I would say really about the last three years, I've really been more on my spiritual journey, uh, being a light worker, uh, and really just trying to spread my light to the world and share my story as much as I can, you know, basically about my upbringing, uh, the traumas from my youth and how that kind of led me down some paths that I probably wouldn't have been on otherwise. And then just how I've been able to uh, overcome everything from, you know, being on the spiritual journey. Right. Okay. That's amazing. And, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on and, and um, talking to us about your life and your experiences. And um, I'm so excited to to hear everything. So um, can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing and your early life experiences? So, yeah, I, I grew up uh, I grew up in a really, really small farm town in New Mexico. Uh, you could literally drive through it like in five minutes. Uh I mean, I'm first generation Mexican American, so we we were like super poor, but we grew up with very little. So uh, I think for the most part, I lived a pretty sheltered childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, did have a lot of, uh, like I said, when I say traumas, you know, I did have a lot of issues in the household, things like that. Uh, that kind of really put me on a weird path where really didn't feel like I was loved and uh you know it and then from there you know I kind of uh, joined the military but that was more just kind of me running away from home mm-hmm. uh, really is what it came down to mm-hmm. okay so that yeah well listen um I can definitely relate to that as well um growing up first generation Mexican American um <clears throat> so Back in those days, I mean, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but um, I mean, obviously things were way different um, before the internet, right, and social media. So do you remember what that was like for you? Well, it was, I mean, in, in that aspect, it was because there was really nothing, since there was no social media, no internet you really didn't have much to compare your life to. Um, You know, there was like, there was no distraction of, oh, you know, there's all the, all these glamorous things out there. There's all these amazing vacations. Um, Really there was, I didn't feel I was missing out on anything Mm -hmm. because again, from just being in such a sheltered environment, um, you really didn't have any wants. It was just like, okay, you know, here I am, I'm working, I'm going to school. And if I ever want to succeed in life, I need to work harder kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually, now that you're saying that, I'm thinking um, that although technology is great, you know, and we've made so many advances, sometimes just keeping it um, somewhat what it was back in those days is also a really great thing. Don't you agree? In terms of just helping us to stay centered and, and be more present in life and, and happy with, you know, where we're at, contentment. Yeah, that's kind of, I was actually thinking about that today. You know, it's when you, when anything kind of goes wrong today in today's day and age, um, like if you have a bad day, automatically it's like, oh man, you know, you want to kind of block those feelings and it's Mm -hmm. replaced by, oh, let's go shopping or (laughs) let's go do some kind of therapy to, uh, to bring in a pleasure kind of sensation versus, you know, growing up, it's like, all right, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go play basically walk it off kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <clears throat> so, um, excuse me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, because you did mention um, earlier that everything that you experienced in your life sort of led you to your own spiritual awakening. So is there anything specific that that um, prompted that? or? Well, so... Again, I mean, it, go, it goes pretty personal, but I, I grew up in a very um, abusive household and not so much like it was just super toxic, but I, I used to get beat quite a bit from my father. And that just kind of goes back from, you know, his his upbringing and not really not really being able to, uh, I guess, heal those wounds. So because it was always a. Uh, I mean, anything I did wrong, I would get beat. You know, most people are like, oh, yeah, I grew up that way. You know, I got hit with the belt, this, 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 and this. But with me, it just kind of put me on a very uh, bad road where anytime I would get in trouble at home, it would basically uh, it would turn it into my reality. Like I would get in trouble with the law, uh, different things like that. It was things that you really don't think about subconsciously, mm-hmm. but everything kind of tied hand in hand. So from having, you know, such a, having things the way that they were in the household, I always had issues with authority. And so whenever I joined the military, you know, having issues with, you know, my dad, um, it kind of, I was always in trouble in my early military career. Anytime I was, and it was, it's funny because most people are like, oh, well, why would you go to the military? Well, again, me joining the Navy was just a way to get away from home. But then it ended up putting me in an even worse environment because now I had people telling me what to do. I had all these anger issues Mm -hmm. and it just, I mean, I basically, I just kept on getting in more and more trouble. Um, Became one of those things where you were always in so much pain that you were always looking at ways to fill the voids. Mm -hmm. So that led me to. I mean, from, again, being in a very sheltered environment, I started drinking, I started partying, um, doing things that I probably would have never done before, mm-hmm. but they were just ways to mask the pain. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And honestly, um, this this kind of thing, this pattern, pattern of life happens so much. Um, and so it's just the way that we are able to um, to handle what life throws at us, but also the decisions that we make during that process of not really having any answers or guidance, those things are ultimately what lead us to, um, you know, at least in your case, to becoming more spiritually open and aware and then, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately finding that path that you feel, you know, that finally is the one that you should be on. So even though there may be a lot of wrong turns and twists, you know, and backwards and forwards, you know, and dead ends, etc., I think that all those things ultimately are what really helps to to be able to just crack our soul open and and mm-hmm. wake up, so to say. So um <clears throat> Now, a lot of us, you know, go through these issues of, of growing up in abusive environments and um, these things, um, although they may be, you know, difficult to handle while they're, while you're living them, 
And of course, there's different coping mechanisms. Um, how do you feel that ultimately that spiritual awakening happened for you? Because there, I mean, I'm just imagining that there must have been a point where you you reflected on something or a specific incident happened and, and then, you know, that that spiritual seed kind of opened up and blossomed. Yeah, so for me, uh, for me, the spiritual awakening really happened um, whenever I had a near-death experience uh, in 2019, so last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been married for eight years, and we had been legally separated for four so everything really just kind of happened in the same month where um, finally got the divorce settled after four years. And that in itself was, I mean, that was quite the path itself, you know, just going through all the uh, different emotions of wanting to let go, not wanting to let go, leaving things as they were. Mm-hmm. So literally last August, I was in a head on collision. Um, it was just a normal day. Everything was really hot and sunny and I was on my way back to work. And, you know, like whenever you're driving and you kind of doze, you open your eyes, you're like, Oh shoot. Um, so that happened to me, but instead of opening my eyes, when I, when I did, I was on the other side of the divider. I really had no time to react. And next thing I know I'm head on and like crashed head on with this other car. Wow. So that right there, that really started it to where I was just like, holy cow, I could have just died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. I had, I mean, from being in the military, you know, being to war, there was so many other times where I shouldn't even be here. But for me, um, I actually had my stepson in the car with me. So that was probably the scariest moment of my life where I, both of us walked out with no scratches. It, nothing happened just because of the way that the car uh, was hit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that same month, again, um, my divorce was settled and I was kind of in a relationship already, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'd been separated for four years. And so then shortly after that relationship ended, so all these things happened in 2019. I'm still working and I'm just like, what is going on? Like life is just hitting me with all these different curveballs all at once. And so shortly after, like a couple months later, I just started having really bad anxiety attacks Mm -hmm. and I've never had anxiety in my life. So when people talk about like anxiety and depression, I'm just like, okay, you know, just like the military military teaches you like go to the gym be resilient, you know, you have different coping mechanisms, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't shake it. And it was just like every day going to work, I felt like the world was caving in on me. Like Mm -hmm. felt like I was going to die (laughs) kind of, kind of deal. Well, you almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So I think everything together, it just, I finally knew like something in my soul just triggered where I'm like, you know what? Something isn't right. Like, I'm not okay. I'm putting on a face, a happy face going to work. No one knows what I'm feeling because I'm thinking like, oh, no, how can anyone understand this? Like, how can anyone understand what I'm going through? But I knew at that point I I had to heal. I was like, there was was something going on internally that I was like, there's something inside not right. And it's not normal that every single day I'm going to work feeling like the world's going to end, feeling like I'm going to die. Right. And it was like the most terrifying feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's really what put me on, on my spiritual path where I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? I have to figure out who Lehi is without any kind of titles, like remove the military, remove, I'm a mixed martial artist. I was like, remove that, Mm -hmm. remove Lehi being a father, just, remove everything and figure out who I am at the core. Like what are, why do I believe what I do? Like, why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of thing. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, um, you're just kind of like stripped, you strip, you stripped yourself of everything yes. that, <laughs> that, um, that gave you an identity. 
And then after yes. that, what happened? <laughs> um, so after that, I, I kind of found Reiki as well. Uh, so for people that don't know what that is, that's energy healing. And so I remember the very first session, um, my Reiki healer, and he had crystals and all these things. And I'm like, I had no idea what crystals were. I was just like, oh, those are some, those are some pretty rocks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but he, I see him going through the room, like he had done a couple of sessions and I was just like, what is this guy doing? So then next finally calls me up to the table and I'm just kind of like, uh, is felt like some voodoo kind of stuff, but <laughs> he literally stands over me with his hands and he's like, it's not your, it's not your fault. It's not your pain. Mm. And I was like, I opened my eyes and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he just, he's like, it's your dad. Right. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> and next thing I know, like, I just start crying. Mm. Like here I am a full grown man, you know, taught to always show kind of like no emotion. Right. And I'm on this guy's table. Don't even know the guy. He's talking about my dad. And he's just like, yeah, it's, it's his pain. He's like, you need to let it go. And uh, he was like, normally when I have my hands over people's hearts, um, you know, your heart center, your heart chakra, he's like, there's at least some kind of pink light. And he was like, with you, there's nothing there. Mm. And that, that moment, I mean, that was life changing. Cause I was like, what are you talking about? I love myself. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, you need to find self-love. He's like, you need to learn how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, wow. I would probably say that that was what really led me down the the path of, you know, self-healing, self-love, and really, really going even deeper with everything to where I really wanted to figure out, like, what is this, what does this mean? Like, what is going on with me that I have no self-love? Right. So... Well, before we move on, um, I mean, this is just such a um, fascinating experience that you had with this Reiki healer. Mm-hmm. Um, when he told you that it was your father's pain that you were carrying, what did he mean by that? Uh, well, it's, you know, and it's, it was something that, you know, now that I've done more research, things like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the in the past growing up, like I said, with, with everything that happened with my father, it was really just a sense of hatred for him mm-hmm. to where, you know, I had no kind of relationship with him. And just like anyone else that had hurt me in my life, I was just like, you know what? I want revenge, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to make you feel my pain. Right. You know, I want to I want to get you back. And so for me now is. In the in the past, that was the only way I saw him was with resentment, was was with anger, mm-hmm. and but then once I started really trying to understand understand things better, and you know really forgiving him, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, you know what, like, what made him that way? Like, no one just you know treats you treats you that way without learning it from somewhere else, mm-hmm. and so just talking to like my mom, um, just remembering stories that I've been taught or told about him. It, just, it made sense, you know, like he has so much anger and frustration with his father, the way that he was brought up and the cycle just kind of continued with me. Oh, so okay. I see. So, now so all the pain that he carried from his childhood was basically transferred to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I carried it with me for years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was I was always like that kid, especially in relationships. That's where it really unfolded, mm-hmm. where I was always looking for love. I was always looking for someone to love me because I never had that love growing up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and again, stripping myself of everything, wondering like, oh, my gosh, is there something wrong with me? Like, I'm in all these great relationships or what I think or perceive to, to be great relationships. And then they just end. Mm-hmm. And it all it all stemmed back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. So, releasing those pains, releasing that anger, um, really being able to forgive him and understand where he was coming from, 
that's really what transformed my life. Honestly, that's really what allowed me to heal myself completely um, to where I wasn't seeing him from a place of anger, but from a place of love. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Now, um, going back to that experience, um, when he mentioned to you that you had to love yourself, you, your reaction was, I do love myself, right? What is <laughs> yeah. it that you, that you came to understand afterwards? What is it that he was really trying to say? Or how did you understand that for yourself? What I've, what I've come to understand that for myself is, you know, I loving myself was just letting go. Cause even, even take, you know, my, you, you, you're literally programmed by everything. You're programmed by, you know, your family experiences that you have with me. I was really religious growing up. So most of my truths were based off of religion. Um, and so religion really took a toll on me because it was always the idea of I had to be perfect. You know, if I, if I did anything wrong, you know, Oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're drinking or if you have sex outside of marriage, just all these different things that for me, I had to let go of Mm -hmm. because I was like, in order to really love myself, and heal myself, I had to figure out what my truths were. And so it really became, you know, just forgiving myself for things that I had done in the past and realizing that, you know, those were things that I did out of pain. Those were things that I did out of anger. They had nothing to do with religion. Mm -hmm. They had nothing to do with um, anybody else. It was, I was just a I was always like a lost boy. You know, you always have your inner child with you. And because that inner child wasn't healed because he was, had such a a tough upbringing. He was always looking again to fill those voids with whatever he could find. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, really finding that self love was going back, you know, loving, loving that child, letting him know that, Hey, you know, you're safe. It's okay. You know, it, everything that happened to you growing up, it wasn't your fault. You know, you're, and I think that's the same for, it could be the same for almost everyone. You know, when we're young, we're innocent and, you know, we don't really choose the past that we're on. You know, we're just kind of, you look to your parents, you look to everybody else for guidance, but sometimes, you know, we're not always in the best environments. And so, started there where I just had to be like, you know what? I I got you. You're safe. You're loved. And then step by step, you know, moving my, moving my way to my teenage years, to my young adult years, just going through every phase of life and, you know, connecting with that version of myself and letting them know that they were loved, Mm -hmm. that their stories weren't forgotten. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It makes complete sense. And it's just so amazing to me to, to hear that you've gone through um, such an incredible process of healing because this is just, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it was just beginning last year. Yeah. It, it all began last year. Um, and it, and it continued even with my marriage, you know, it was, you know, when you, when you look at when you look at life a certain way, you know, it's always again my, my marriage was a product of two two people that you know kind of similar upbringings. Um, obviously, she had her own path, but I was like, when you don't feel loved your entire life, and you go through everything that I went through, I was like, how can I expect to love somebody else when I can't even, when I don't even love myself? And so being able to, you know, being able to love myself again was being able to understand like, okay, you know, my marriage wasn't a failure because I didn't try hard enough. And I feel like that's where I got so caught up where I was like, okay, I have to prove myself. I have to prove myself. Like one day she'll understand everything if I prove my love to her. Mm-hmm. And it should have never been that way. It should have, you know, if I had learned these healing mechanisms early, mm-hmm. then I could have come from a place of, you know, unconditional love, not 
hey, love me because I did this. Love me because I gave you this. Um, but again, it was just, it was two imperfect people that weren't healed. And um, so I had, to, uh, I had to work through that too. So it's still a healing process. I mean, yeah. uh, kind of all over the place because <laughs> mm-hmm. it is still very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's been the best thing for me. Part of my self-love journey is allowing myself to be vulnerable, you know, sharing my story and sharing with others how I've been able to continue to love myself over and over. Yeah. I mean, that is just so beautiful to hear you talk about it in that way, because um, this, this sort of healing is something that if each one of us here on planet earth did, I mean, as adults, right? Obviously we all want to have, provide and have great childhoods but if all right. of us adults were to heal our inner child and really parent ourselves um in the best possible way that would create an amazing um reality and a, an amazing um cause and effect and i mean i can't even imagine you know the the, the changes and the results that we we could see in society um, so, but that's just amazing to hear you describe it and really go into detail because it's a very deep process, you know, to, to heal that inner child. Um, I know exactly what that's like. And most of the times when I do, not just for myself, but for, you know, most people, when I do healing sessions, it really, it does, it does go back to that. And then generations before from the things that we've inherited from our parents and so forth. Right. So, I mean, it's just amazing to hear you talk about it because it's been such a short amount of time for you. But, I mean, it just, from what I can tell, Lehi, it just sounds like, you know, you're doing great and um, you're very happy. Um, and I'm so happy for you as well um, because loving yourself, it just, it opens a door, right, of a, of a new possibility, a new version of your life. And um, until you open that door by really um, listening and healing your inner child, because it's still there, right? Even yeah. as an adult, your inner child is still there. Every time we say yes to something that we don't want, it's still there in the, in the back going, why don't you listen to me? Why don't you love me? <laughs> right. Am I not worthy of having um, what I deserve or what I really need? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's incredible to hear you talk about it. Now, um, you also did mention a little bit about, um, your, uh, the impact that that had on your, um, your relationship, um, but specifically how you were able to let go, um, of judging yourself too, too much on the things that could have happened in the, um, in the way things ended with your, with your first marriage. Um, how do you feel that that's also impacted uh, where you are right now in terms of just being able to have a different sort of um, perspective on relationships and um, and how you carry yourself about in life? Well, the biggest, the biggest thing it taught me, um, you know, healing myself from day one, uh, you know, going back to healing the inner child, mm-hmm. it really just helped me understand I mean, almost everything that I've done ever since, you know, every path that I've put myself on, um, relationships that didn't work out, it really just gave me a brand new perspective, you know, so instead of, because it's, whenever people always say, hey, take a look in the mirror, you know, you're always like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in, in past relationships, again, I had that, you know, the ego was always involved where. I had to have control. I had to show them, you know, it wasn't, I could never present myself naturally because I was always in a place where, you know, Hey, if you have to accept me for who I am, cause otherwise, you know, there's something wrong with you because, you know, there was never anything wrong with me. It was just like, I always felt like I was misunderstood mm-hmm. and that took a huge toll on my marriage too, where it was always, like, why can't you understand me? Like, can't you see I'm always coming from a good place? Like, it was 
it was kind of insanity because here I was trying every which way I could to get on the same page to be able to communicate and it just never happened. So being able to fully heal and, you know, present my natural self, like it's done wonders. So I've, I've been in a, I've been in a really committed relationship for the last two months. And I mean, it's literally like the universe delivered. We almost have the same identical story, same background. Um, but it's the thing that's been amazing for me and her is that I have no need to control it. There's no, there's no fear of loss. Like in the past, anytime I had something new, anytime a girl treated me any kind of way different, I was just like, Oh, this is the one, like, this is the one, like, Mm -hmm. she's so amazing. Like (laughs) she she does this and no other girl's done this. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, I tell my girlfriend all the time. I'm like, Leslie, like, I want you to go have fun. I want you to, I want you to be you like my happiness. I'm already happy. Like my happiness is not dependent on my daughter. Who's who means the world to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, my happiness does not depend on anything because I'm whole inside. I finally feel whole. So mm-hmm. I'm able to present my most authentic and true self because I'm coming from a place of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no attachments. There's no like, hey, I'm going to do this because I'm hoping to get this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I'm doing this because I feel grateful uh, because you've added value to my life that wasn't there before. And by doing that, I've really allowed her to, you know, receive naturally where in the past, you know, she um, – we kind of talked about before in past conversations, you and I about divine masculine, divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of took on a more masculine role in her past relationships because she couldn't embrace her divine feminine. It was always like she had to give, give, give. So she was never allowed to receive naturally and nurture. Now I provide her that safe space. And she tells me all the time, she's like, baby, I'm so grateful. I've, like for the first time ever, I feel safe. And for me, it's, it's such an amazing feeling to hear that, to, to know that, you know, she's, she's getting the best of me and not because of anything I'm doing, not because I'm buying her presents or trying to spoil her. Mm-hmm. It's just, we really just truly enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And when we're not, when we're not together, it's a healthy, I miss you. It's not like, Oh my gosh, babe. Like, what are you doing? Like, when are you going to call me? It's, <laughs> right. There's no, there's no like, Hey, why isn't she texting me? Like, where's she at? Why hasn't she called? It's right. We have that natural, that natural trust that those natural vibrations, everything is flowing through naturally. Now it's, I mean, uh, it's, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so beautiful and stable and healthy. Um, so I wanted to ask you, because what you mentioned earlier about, you know, once you were able to love yourself unconditionally, that really transformed your ability um, to go about your relationships differently. So um, what about um, loving, you know, your partner unconditionally? What does that mean for you? What have you seen so far? Um, I've just, I've just been able to like, it's just a different kind of love. Um, it, uh, there's kind of like no way to really explain it. Like in the, in the past, it, I mean, and again, it, again, it comes back to like programming things like that, where you feel like, Oh man, I got to give, I got to give, I got to give, you know, that's the only way, you know, mm-hmm. it's the only way that they're going to love me is if I pretty much give them everything. Um, and with her, it's not that way. It's just, we don't want money. We don't want gifts. It's, we just want each other's time. Like that's really, we, we enjoy the space that we share with each other. Mm-hmm. And when we're together, it's, there's no like, there's no, Hey, there's no like keeping count. Like, Oh, you know, you did this. So, um, I expect this. It's mm-hmm. literally, we're just giving and receiving naturally. And there's no keeping count. There's no, Hey, I paid for dinner last time, so you got it this time, right? Or anything right. like that. Like 
The other day, she, I came home and house was clean. There was dinner. And I literally almost cried because I told her, I was like, I, I don't even know how to act. Like, I've never had this before. Aww. And she just, she just did it because, again, you know, we just make each other happy naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no, like, there's no conditions attached to our love, to our giving, to our receiving. It's, it's just done because of that happiness and joy that we bring into each other's lives. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that last part. I think that really just sums it up, the meaning of, of loving unconditionally both yourself and another. Just loving without um, without that expectation or that um, um, ulterior motive, right? Right. It's just out of love and uh, the joy. It's <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the uh, the part where you mentioned that when you were finally able to just come through naturally as who you really were, um, that that allowed for you to just. Um, have a different kind of dynamic in your relationship as, as opposed to before. Do you think that happens a lot, Lehi, in relationships, but specifically more? Do you think that a lot of men feel like they can't? They just can't really show who they are or really just let down that guard? I, I think, like, the biggest piece for me, especially, so, I mean, one, growing up Hispanic, you know, we're – you're always taught to be macho, you know, it's right. like, hey, if you fall down or even when you get spanked, it's like, hey, stop crying, like man up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or if you get in a fight, it's like, did you win? Like, if you, if you didn't win, I'm going to finish it. Oh, no. And so it's you're you're kind of taught to never show emotion because you're a man. Mm-hmm. It's like real men don't cry, you know, and it's just like you, you got to be tough. Um, and so even, even being in the military, it's like, it's, it's taught in a different language. It's like, oh, you're resilient. So, you know, if you have a trigger, you gotta be resilient. Like you gotta, you gotta complete the mission. You gotta push through. There's in a way, like there's no room for emotion. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you add all that up with, I mean, somebody like myself that went down the path that I did where it's like you you just kind of start masking all your pains. You, I chose to block out so much of my life. Yeah. You know, all the, the most painful times of my life, I just learned how to block things because I was never really taught how to really deal with it. Mm-hmm. There was never – you were never taught, like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. And now it's – now I'm just like, you know what, if, if I feel like crying, I'm going to do it. Like that doesn't make me any less of a man. Like, yeah, I'm a professional uh, fighter. Yes. I'm in the military, but again, for me, those are just titles. Mm -hmm. Those have nothing to do with Lehigh as a person. Um, so that's kind of like whenever I share my story on Instagram or, you know, in person on podcasts, I just, that's the message that I want, you know, men to realize that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to share those emotions with your partner. Right. You know, they, like with, my, especially with my partner, she's appreciated that even more. Mm-hmm. You know, me showing that vulnerable side, me showing her like, hey, there's no ego involved. And I think that was probably the biggest thing for me was just letting go of the ego. Yeah. Be- because that feeds into everything that, you know, the ego wants control. Yeah. It's like, oh no, you know, I'm a man. I gotta, I gotta be tough, you know? <laughs> and now I'm just like, when I remove the ego and I look at a, at a situation in a healthy manner, it actually makes a lot more sense. It gives me even more confidence in myself than trying to control every, every aspect of everything. Yeah. That's what I was going to mention too, because, um, being vulnerable, especially with somebody who you admire and um, who you're very attracted to, that requires so much courage. So I think instead of, of thinking, you know, oh, no, I can't, I can't really show my true feelings, you know, or um, really just be who I am naturally, 
instead of mm-hmm. because you're because you're scared, you know, of being judged or um, being looked down upon or etc. When you when you're able to really come through as who you are, that is actually very powerful and courageous. So that makes sense that you're saying it, you feel more confident. I think the best thing that happened, and it was, again, it was just something that I completely, that I put so many walls up against. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how it came out, but uh, one day my partner asked me, she was like, do you feel safe with me? Mm-hmm. And it was like the oddest question, because I'm like, you know, again, you know, with the ego involved or just being a man, you're like, yeah, I feel safe. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it just it kind of just, it really struck me because, you know, no, no girl had ever asked me that. And, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of sat there and I was just like, you know what? I, I'm getting there. I was like, just, uh, just protect my heart mm-hmm. because, you know, I think it's not that we don't want love. It's that we're so guarded against it because mm-hmm. of the pain that, mm-hmm. you know, could come with it. Right. So you start putting up all these walls. And so I thought it was like the most beautiful question that she could ask me because then again, it allowed me to really go into that safe space with her to be like, you know what? I don't, but I want to, I want to get there. Right. And now that is it's so just, beautiful. By the yeah. way, I could just imagine <laughs> that moment between you two. Oh my God. So beautiful. <laughs> Um, but no, that's, it's really allowed by being in that space with her. It's really allowed me to just share, share my truths. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's no need to hide my phone, you know, things that I used to do in the past just because of relationships that I've been in. Um, if there's something bothering me, I, I talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no, there's no secrets. It's, we're able to have those healthy, healthy lines of communication mm-hmm. and, I think that's been the the best thing about it is that we've been able to communicate because there is no, there's no fear of judgment. You know, there's no fear of, Oh man, you know, what are they going to think? You know, we're just, we're able to flow naturally together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then I also love your response to her, which was, I'm not there yet. I want to be just, but just protect mm-hmm. my heart because that's such an honest honest statement you know and that's really all we all that's what we all want right right um but it takes courage to to be able to just say that exactly that you know um so we wanted to talk a little bit more about that divine masculine because it's such a beautiful topic um i think especially now that we are seeing um you know the resurgence of the divine feminine obviously Mm -hmm. you know we, we need to have the counterpart always right there has to be that balance 100 percent necessary um so why don't you talk, talk to us a little bit about what that means for you you know and um and what you uh, appreciate about it and um yeah just just uh give it to us i um <laughs> all ears i'm a woman i you know i would love to hear your perspective on on, on this divine masculine topic mm-hmm. and i, I- I've kind of hinted on it before uh, for me, just being in that divine sacred masculine role for myself is again, it's just being able to, to be vulnerable to, to be able to be like, yeah, I feel safe with you. There's, there's no longer a need for me to control every single situation. You know, it's, it's just, again, it's, it's, it's like a dance with us where, because we both feel whole mm-hmm. and there's no, there's no pressure to be like, Oh, you know, we need to, we need to hurry through the process. Like we need to like, what's next? What's next? It's more like, no, what's, what's today? Like what us just being present together during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me is again, um, just being able to give naturally just, out of a place of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And that just, that just came back again from me feeling whole where I don't feel like I have relig- the weight of religion. I don't feel like I have the weight of society 
um, telling me like, oh, this is how you have to act. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't act this way, then you're wrong. Like everything comes from a place of, um, everything just comes from, from my higher self, you know, mm -hmm. and just being able to be in that state of mind on a daily basis to where, you know, I can give, she can receive, and she's not having to overcompensate because I'm not, you know, at my best. Mm -hmm. um, it's, that's just really what's allowed me to fully take on my divine masculine self to where I'm just like, you know what? I have, I have a great partner. I don't have to control the relationship. Like, I don't feel like there's a need to control because we're, we're healthy. Like, we're whole together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to, um, just to recap, because this is such a, an amazing topic. It's so important for everyone. So being vulnerable, um, but at the same time, courageous. Not needing to yes. control every situation. Um, feeling whole within yourself and loving yourself unconditionally, um, which allows you to, to give and receive naturally um, and coming from that place of unconditional love. That, that's what divine, sacred masculine is for you, right? Did I get yes. that? Okay. No, you nailed it because, I mean, in the past it was – Again, um, any relationship that I had, again, any time it was different, it was, it was always like too good to be true. It was always that fear of loss where I'm like, no, like you can't leave because, oh man, you know, it's like, I don't want this feeling to go away. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, it's not even like that. It's, you know, where we can truly just appreciate the moment. Yeah, that's what we I was going to say. I miss the being present part because that's also really big in, in mm -hmm. the divine masculine, that presence, right? Mm -hmm. And now because I'm not all sporadic all over the place, you know, she can, she can naturally receive, you know, and she can give me her best divine feminine. Um, she can feel in her safe space to where she doesn't have to feel, you know, um, I, th I think like that's the biggest issue in society is that, you know, women are being forced to be in that divine masculine role and that's, it doesn't serve you, you know, to an extent, like, yes, we have both pieces, right. like, you know, men, we have that divine feminine side, but if one side is overpowering the other, if you're not allowed to be your natural self, mm -hmm. you know, that's when you start butting heads and relationships just start spiraling out of control. Right. That was my next question is why, why is this so important for all of us, not just men? Okay. Um, so do you think, do you feel that she's really been able to, to take on or just naturally um, go on with that, um, with her um, divine feminine as you come more fully into and completely into your divine masculine? No, hundred percent. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been able, it's been amazing. Cause again, um, we had such similar experiences in our past relationships. Um, mm -hmm. we both were in long-term relationships. I was married. She was, uh, she, they never got to that point just because, you know, he wasn't healed and, you know, basically he projected a lot of his own traumas onto her mm -hmm. and that, you know, the way that she explains it is that she never felt safe because of it. Yeah. She stopped doing a lot of things that she naturally would do because of the way that things were playing out in her, in her past relationship. Mm -hmm. Now I, it's like, we're two kids again. It's like, we're teenagers again. Um, we both feel like we have second chances at life to where we can, I, and I tell her this all the time. I'm like, I feel like a 17 year old again, but with a lot more life experience. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells me that all the time. She's like, I feel like I'm back in high school. Um, you know, before, before the world took over, before you got all these crazy life experiences. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing for her is that she tells me is that she's just, she's able to be in that safe space mm -hmm. and she's able to be herself. Like, her That's natural so self comes out yeah. to where 
things that she she does it's it's really who she is i don't have to there's no more like oh trying to read their minds like oh you know what does this mean it's like, like no it's what you see is what you get now mm-hmm. yeah oh wow that's amazing what about um any guidance for men um that feel like they have trouble connecting with their emotions and their heart like any specific exercises or routines or just you know anything that you you can suggest um, me personally, I, I love meditating. Um, it was something that I wasn't really good at before. And I was, when people talked about meditation, I was just like, what the heck? Like, cause I mean, I've, I've done yoga and things like that, but mm-hmm. meditation for me, it's, it's really allowed me to connect with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, whatever distractions, whatever, whatever chaos is going around me, just being able to be again, be present and just clear my mind. I mean, it's done wonders. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I, I don't get mad anymore. And I used to be a really angry person. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just when, when triggers happen, I'm like, okay, I'd no longer point fingers. I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, this person made me mad. Like, such a jerk or whatever it's like no what's what's going on inside that's causing me to feel this like what's what's happening inside that's triggering this with me and i think that's been the the most amazing thing you know that's met that meditation has done for me is i'm no longer pointing fingers anytime something um feels unsettling i'm like okay what's what's going on inside that i'm feeling this right now Mm -hmm. that's amazing because um not too many times um are we so you know especially when you're caught up in a moment right or a difficult situation or something that's just very hard to deal with we're just sort of reacting but then just taking a step back and then asking that question why am i feeling this way why am i thinking this way what what's going on inside of me like what what's really (laughs) going on where is this coming from (laughs) That does a lot. But then what do you do afterwards? Um, no, afterwards, I, I journal a lot now. Like, mm-hmm. I've always, I used to write a, a ton growing up. So now whenever I feel prompted or when I feel, you know, in tune, I just I just write, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've read a lot of my stories on social media. Most of what I post comes at moments like that where, I'm like, okay, something was triggered Mm -hmm. and I take it all the way back. I'm like, okay, where did this come from? Where did this feeling start? And then normally it just turns into an awesome post where I'm like, you know, this is what happened and this is just sharing another part of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Um, And I really appreciate that you do that because um, it, it just, it helps everybody, you know? Um, that I do that as well, the journaling, and then it just turns into something else. And then you look back at it and you go, wow, that is uh, very profound. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and then specifically with men, um, especially when in the beginning, when they feel like, oh no, I can't like, oh, I'm scared to feel like, you know, what, what if it's something that, you know, I just, I, I don't want to let come out. Um, cause I can't, um, can't feel that way Mm -hmm. what do you say to that or what suggestions do you have for that i I would just say you know ask ask yourself that same like just question everything you know uh without even i guess if you're at a place where you're you necessarily don't understand it or you know maybe you're not ready to be vulnerable just just start questioning everything yeah you know like where is this coming from what does this mean you know why am I acting this way? Uh, and then, and then in a way, just ask yourself, okay, is this, is this my ego or is this really how I feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, just try to process those feelings. Cause I mean, a lot of things again, for me, it comes down to ego. Okay. You know, whenever I remove it from the situation, I'm just like, okay, I really don't feel that way. Yeah. Or maybe now I can see, I can see this situation from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And if you can't question it, again, yeah, just try that. Be like, okay, how can I look at this from a different perspective mm-hmm. to where it can be healthy versus me reacting out of anger and emotion versus logically. Right. So, um, obviously when, you know, when you're going through something difficult or heated and then you react from, from that emotion of anger or, um, frustration, mm-hmm. communication really suffers because of that. But how do you feel that your, you know, your healing and your spiritual journey has, has helped or has changed your, your way of communicating? It's, uh, it's helped out. I mean, immensely because in the past, a lot of the way that I would react, mm-hmm. I would react out of pain. I would react out of anger, yeah. uh, not really understanding why it was, it was just, I guess that be kind of, that kind of became normal. Um, just reacting because that's the way that I felt inside. Yeah. So being on, being on the spiritual journey, just really being able to share my story, um, sharing how I've healed and, how I've turned that pain into because pain by itself is just pain. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, with the pain and reflection, I can actually, you know, share it uh, more wholly uh, where it no longer comes out where I have to be like, Oh, you know, she hurt me and you know, this and this and this. Now it's like, okay, um, this was the scenario. You know, this is why I, acted the way I did through this time frame, yeah. and with communication now is I can communicate I can communicate from a place of honesty mm-hmm. um, I can again communicate from a place of unconditional love to where you know it's like hey if I'm giving someone advice it's most of the time I'm just listening now mm-hmm. and letting them know like hey this is a safe place and there's no judgment here I'm not I'm not going to project my, what I feel to be the truth onto you. I'm going to help you find your own truth. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so many, there's so many amazing points that we're touching on right now. So it's a little difficult for me to, to, to keep going with this conversation because I want to stop and, you know, and expand on some of these things, but, um, just Mm -hmm. really great. Um, uh, just, you know, the, the communication difference that you've been able to see and how it's yeah. not just you, but, you know, your girlfriend. And um, how, how do you think um, having this different style of communication would help um, all of us in general if we all just kind of like, you know, spoke from a place of unconditional love, put the ego to the side um, <laughs> and, you know, with vulnerability um, courage. How do you think that would help? I think for, uh, you know, especially for the divine feminine, uh, in the past, you know, now it's, it's kind of crazy. Like I have people that I meet on a daily basis now, um, especially, you know, uh, feminine coworkers or things like that. Mm -hmm. It's normally like whenever you meet somebody new, it's kind of like, Oh my gosh, what does he want? Why is he talking to me? Kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Now that I've been able to communicate from a place of honesty and, uh, you know, now that I'm whole, like my vibration has just gone higher. Mm -hmm. And so now whenever I meet people, it's just, it's kind of like a soul connection. Um, and I, we've, you and me have had this where we've talked and I'm just like, how did that conversation just happen so naturally? (laughs) And I'm, I'm sure it's because, you know, you don't feel like, oh my gosh, what's this, what's this guy doing, you know, stepping into my messages or why is he texting me? You know, like there's no longer that, I guess, creepy feeling. It's more just, you know, I present that safe space for anybody to where, yeah, people can talk to me naturally now. Um, they don't feel that closed, shelled off Lehigh that I used to be. And again, that was just because I had so many insecurities so many fears, so many doubts that I couldn't talk to people from a natural space. Um, so I don't even think it's about like being that creeper. Like people like to say, it's more just <laughs> because I'm more authentic now. Yeah. It's, you know, it's easily noticeable that that vibe is, is noticeable to where even when I talk to male counterparts, you know, my male coworkers, I share with them 
you know, this stuff all the time. I'm just like, Hey, you know, this is what's helped me be a better communicator, not just in my partnership, but, you know, working with coworkers, working with applicants that, you know, I'm talking to on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Everything just comes through from a natural place of, of, you know, unconditional love. If somebody doesn't, you know, join or, you know, accept me for whatever reason, it, it doesn't bother me anymore. It's, yeah. it's easily released. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, and I appreciate you sharing with us all, you know, your truths. And I, you know, I feel like by, by you, um, giving yourself that permission and that freedom, um, with your, um, unconditional love to just, you know, share your truth with us. It it also helps to set other people free. And um, to also express their their authentic truth. So the, mm-hmm. the last question I wanted to ask you was, what does being awake mean to you personally? Oh man, that's a <laughs> that's <laughs> a that's a big question. <laughs> Saving the best for last, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, for me, it just means being able to see things from Lehi's truth. You know, there's, I, I think a lot of the lot, a lot of the way that I used to operate in the past was off of fear and insecurities mm-hmm. um, and just programming, you know, whether it was religious, whether it was society, whether it was from family. Uh, now it's where I've removed all fear, where I continue to release fear and doubt. Being awake just means that I'm able to see my own inner truth. Mm-hmm. I'm able to see things from my own truth and, you know, I'm not projecting and I'm not allowing others to project things onto me. I can pretty much see things clearly now for what they are. And if the energy doesn't feel good, then, you know, I just move away from it and that's okay. I'm creating safe boundaries for myself and for loved ones. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with, with boundaries for ourselves and, and for others too. I love the way that you say that, uh, loving boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you talk a little bit about what that means to you, for you? Uh, again, I mean, uh, a lot of things, they just come out naturally now where, <laughs> I mean, uh, I just, uh, healthy, for me, I never had boundaries before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I've always been such an honest and giving person that, you know, whether it's friendships or, you know, relate any kind of like relationship where, mm-hmm. you know, I gave so much trust. I gave so much space to everybody just because that's the love that I had inside. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you know what? It's, it's okay. Like you said, giving myself permission to have healthy spaces, to have healthy boundaries and know it's know that it's like, okay, it has nothing to do with that person. Like mm-hmm. I still love them, mm-hmm. but you know, I have to create those space. I have to create those boundaries for myself now, because um, I'm only going to allow what's. I'm only going to allow natural vibrations. If it doesn't feel good for my soul, then you know, hey, I got to move away from that. I got to move on. Yeah. And it, and like I said, it all comes from love. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to mention that, um, you know, for me personally, um, being very intuitive and an empath. Um, and I'm still learning how to how to read, you know, um, energy, especially from a long distance without um, seeing somebody or ever meeting them in person. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's something that I've always had. I just now I'm giving myself that, that opportunity and the freedom to actually explore all of that. But I just wanted to say that um, from the first time that we started me- uh, messaging, I always felt that um, it was a, a mutually receptive um and also mutually safe um, interaction and exchange of energy. And um, I never questioned that, not even for a moment. And um, I think the reason why that happened is because, and, and you know, I want to hear to your, your own perspective, but what I'm finding for myself is that um, now that I've, you know, gone through my own journey and healed, and I'm vibrating on a level that I've never felt, you know, that I've done before. 
life or the universe is just presenting me with the same reflection back to me. So whether that situation, people, um, opportunities, you know, moments of growth or insight, that level of where I'm at energetically and vibrationally is what I'm being met with in my own life. And I think you mentioned it earlier in our, in our conversation that the people that you're meeting now, um, you know, the, these kinds of conversations and our interactions are just amazing, right? And right. Um, who, who, I mean, I don't, I don't think that I ever imagined that it was going to be this way, especially when I was going through the beginning part of my journey in healing. And, you know, those those moments that are so tough. Um, but but now coming, you know through and on the other side and I'm not saying you know I'm at the end you know or I'm there right I always feel like there's there's room for more healing more growth but you know of course being present throughout right. all, I feel like it's just amazing and it's it, life is so full of surprises and some of these things and people and opportunities and experiences that happen that come about are just things that you can't even imagine or maybe you do imagine them and, you know, you manifest them some way or another. They're coming through from your subconscious and your your new belief systems and, your right. new, you know, your new way of living life and the fountain of unconditional love that you have within you. Absolutely. I agree 100%. <laughs> oh, Lehi, it was so great to talk. And thank Likewise. you so much um, for, for spending some time and uh, just sharing your, your truths and your story. I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It means so much to me. Um, I have a lot of um, love for the um, for the divine masculine um, and also for the unhealed uh, divine masculine because it's just, you know, the potential, right, is there um, coming mm -hmm. from a daughter right and from a, a sister a daughter to a son and a sis, you know sister to a brother and um, having my own son so um thank you so much for for everything that you shared with us today i really appreciate it and i appreciate you i appreciate it too thank you for having me it's been fun okay awesome okay lehi take care bye-bye all right bye-bye for more information about the topics and services discussed in this episode of Your Best Life, please check out the links provided below. Also, information about services with yours truly, Suli Trevino, are available at soulhealingshop.com. Be sure to tune in for the next incredible episode on manifestations, healing, and a wide assortment of incredible perspectives on life and living. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of your best life.